Hey, my name is Dr. Brendan McCarthy. I am the Chief Medical Officer of Protea Medical Center in Chandler, Arizona. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. I'm excited for you to be here because we're going to talk about something that's dear to me or something I've been observing and thinking about a lot. And, um, you know, Justin and I, when we read your comments, first of all, I, I want to say thank you again for all these comments on Instagram, on YouTube. You guys, this stuff matters to me. I can't overstate that. The trust that you give us when you make these comments, these questions, these concerns matter. And and it's something that I, I, I take dearly uh, to heart, your, your, what you say in there. It, it's, it's important. And um, some of the stuff you shared with us has direct to do with like what your experience has been in your own interactions with your healthcare providers. And if you're watching this video, you haven't read any of these comments. I mean, just read through some of the comments and some of our previous Instagrams reels. They, they're just, some of them are heartbreaking. The question is, is why, why is it that you have so many bad interactions with your healthcare providers? What is going on? What is wrong? What's wrong? I want to start by saying, I know there's arguments out there that it has to do with, you know, what country you're in and the type of medical care you receive. You know, some countries are socialized in the sense that they receive their medical care that's paid for through their taxes through the government. Others, it's going to be paid through uh, insurance. And so it's either private or, or you know, uh, government oriented. And I want to say that that's probably the problem, both of them. Because the thing that the private insurance-based healthcare and the one that's uh, based through your, your government insurance policies, both of those are being paid for by someone other than you. And both of those policies, both of those types of healthcare systems are run based upon not profitability if you're going to be doing the private one, but still it's cost controls. How can we manage our costs? How can we make this run the most people through this system with the best outcome on the other end of it? Not how can I take care of individuals and do the best care I can in each moment? If you don't fit in that box, you are not in a good place. If the facility you're going to is being run on the sense of we need to see a certain amount of patients every day and you need to run a certain cost per patient on lab work and has to be within these averages. And if you're going to treat this, you need to see these labs being this way. And then you only prescribe this medication to create these consistency because they always want consistency in there. You're going to start missing people. And there are many of you that are being missed. So in the States, they're always like, we don't want socialized healthcare, you know, and, and we want to stick with our insurance. It's no different. At the end of the day, someone else is making the decision for you on what healthcare you get. So I remember that you see people like, you know, the socialized healthcare, they're going to, you know, tell you what you get and tell you what kind of care you can have and when you can have it. Um, insurance does that too. Actually the same. There's no difference. If anything, you're paying a lot for insurance. I mean, I know people paying thousands of dollars a month for insurance. It's just ridiculous because they don't always get that on the other end. They don't use it. So anyway, that's a billing in insurance. Billing in healthcare is a whole nother creature over here, which I, Anyway, I wanted to talk to you about moral injury. (laughs) Isn't that weird to go from what I just described of the different healthcare systems and moral injury? Being a physician is a gift. 
It is a calling and it's a gift. It's a calling because it's something you just, you feel called to do. I believe in that. And it's a gift because what I get from it is so rewarding. It is um, unique to be in a room with someone and to be dedicated to that person and to being of service to someone in that moment. There is something that you get when you're that person offering that of yourself. There's a a sense of um, accomplishment. There's a sense of purpose, of drive. There's a challenge constantly. How can you be better, smarter? What can you do consistently? It brings the best out in you. So I would say this is one of the greatest careers I could ever have imagined falling into and becoming a physician. There is a, a, a growing consensus in the medical industry that doctors are suffering from uh, moral injury. And what that is, is when the healthcare provider goes into the room with you and they need to make decisions based upon what your insurance will cover about what will be profitable for the hospital or medical center that they're in. They make decisions based upon what the outcome will be on their end first. And if you've ever had interactions with the healthcare industry, you'll notice that that's pretty common. And if you haven't had that, that's awesome. That's wonderful. But most people have, and it's becoming an issue in medicine. The thing about the physicians who are doing this, who are being pushed into these corners of, I can't treat the way I know I need to treat. I can't run labs the way I know they need to be run. I can't be here for this person the way I need to be here for this person. Knowing that they're making these decisions not for the best of the person in front of them, it creates moral injury in the individual physician. They're not being true to themselves. They're not being true to the person in the room with them. And that leads to all these signs you see of burnout with anger, cynicism. You see uh, negativity. You see depression, uh, burnout, where they just want to get out of their career now. And... I mean, think about it. You you want to treat someone, you know how to treat them, but your insurance policy won't cover it, so they can't do it. They know that if they run a certain lab, it's going to give them better information, but they can't do it because their insurance won't cover it. This is not the way medicine should be practiced. And I would say a lot of the reasons this happens is because no longer is the physician making the decision in those moments. It's the, the healthcare uh, um, insurance policy or it is the... the uh, facility they're working out of, or it's the, the state run policy they're using. These are, this is what, what creates that. How am I different? And I'm segueing into this, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not saying this right now in order to get you into your, as, as a patient of mine, I'm not doing a bait and switch. You know, I've seen that <laughs> like all these things are wrong in the medical industry. By the way, come to me. I'm not the same. I'm not doing that. This is selfless. This is, this is me being of service in this moment. You, I work for myself in the sense that I am my own boss. I have a, I have a medical board I'm accountable to. I have, I have guidelines I need to follow that are, that are legitimate and safe and good and important to have. There's DEA uh, uh, licensure that I have that I make sure I follow certain um, um, lines of prescribing when I'm doing controlled substances. There are my state board, making sure I do certain levels of care, making sure I get my CMEs, my education credits. There are rules that I follow there that are critical and important. Yes. But when I make a decision in the room of the patient, it has nothing to do with the fact that I need to get out of that room in the next 10 minutes because otherwise I will be under my quota. It has nothing to do with the fact that 
I can't prescribe this medication because their insurance won't cover it. Or I have to prescribe this medication because the policy says that works best. The only thing I think about when I go in that room is how can I be of service to that person in the moment right now with them? How can I help them? What can I do for them? And because of that, I have zero moral injury in my office. I have none. Not even a little. Because if something's not right, I keep working at it until I make it right. I'm not being controlled by someone separate from you as my patient. Now, I know this sounds almost like I'm advocating for a pure cash-based medical system to come back. And I don't know if I am. I don't know. You know, my office appointments, I think, are $175 for 45 minutes to an hour appointment with me. And I know that sounds like a lot for some people. Other people, it sounds like nothing. And we all have our price points in life. I know that. I know that. I know I have uh, friends of mine who practice uh, similar to me. They're, they're cash-based practices. And I think they're at, you know, uh, 85 you know, it depends on what they're doing, the staffing they have in their office, how many of these have been in practice, what their costs are, you know, and when they're doing $85 visit, I know they're in and out of that room, you know, in, in 20 minutes to half an hour, but that's still better than the nine minutes or no minutes most of people get from their doctors. So I'm not sure if I'm advocating for us all to go back to a cash-based system. What I am saying is, is that by removing you, the patient from the loop, and putting this all into the insurance policy or the nationalized healthcare system or whatever it is, they're not as centered on you as they are on the business model that they're in. You know, maybe this way, let me put it this way. When you see that doctor who is at the last bit that they are at the last edge of their rope or whatever you want to say, hanging on by a thread, that's a good way of putting it. Think that that person went through school for all those years and went through all the struggles that went to it in order to get into a job that they had no idea that it would be like this. And I, when I look at it through that lens, it allows me to have more compassion. It allows me to have more understanding. It allows me to have a, a point where I can reach out and connect with them in a way that's meaningful rather than being you know, just adversarial. Because it is, it's very frustrating when I have a patient. When I have a patient present to clinic, to my clinic, and I see how many holes are in their care, how many things have been missed because it wasn't covered, or the doctor just didn't have the ability to write that lab because of the policy of the facility they're in, who knows? What comes to mind is there was a patient I had, and she was wonderful. Her and her husband, just wonderful, adorable people. They wanted to have children. She was 40. And, you know, I was going through her chart and all the years of medical care she had. She had subclinical hypothyroidism for 20 years or so in her labs. And, you know, you look at my previous episode I have on, on thyroid, you can see that that's, that's pretty common, but it's easy to treat and low cost. And, uh, you know, she went through all these fertility treatments, spent all this money, but no one ever treated her thyroid. Never. Not even once. And there's enough studies showing it's very difficult to conceive when your thyroid stimulating hormone is above four, but 4.5 is too high. Anything below 4.5, you're fine. She was at four. She's right at that point. How many, how many 
how how would it have been for her? How easily would she have been pregnant if we at least tried treating her thyroid back then? This is stuff that frustrates me in medical care when it stops being about you. And it, it's about the, the business of medicine. I have a, uh, I have a, my son, I was in medical school and uh, my son was showing signs of autism. He was two. And uh, that's a difficult thing to, to, to see. I remember we didn't have health insurance, state or federal or private or anything. I was a student. I had no money. I remember trying to bring him to, to get evaluated so I could get services for him. And uh, cause I know if you get diagnosed, you need services for him. And uh, it was a thousand dollars for me to, to bring him in. I didn't have a thousand dollars in your credit card. I saw a psychiatric nurse practitioner for 45 minutes for a thousand dollars. I have friends that are psychiatric nurse practitioners. I think they're wonderful people. And this is not a dig on their qualifications or their skill sets at all. But for the love of God, $1,000 for 45 minutes is unacceptable. It was not about me. It was not about my son. It was about the profitability of the system in front of me. Did they pay that psychiatric nurse practitioner $1,000? Nope. I don't know what they make an hour. I think they're making like back then maybe 50 bucks an hour. Okay. Was it a really nice facility? No. It was just a regular, you know, box building with box rooms with, you know, ghetto furniture. It wasn't all fancy or anything like that. You know, what was a thousand dollars for? So way right now, what I just did, I shot down the whole cash pay system too. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have an answer for you. I can just tell you that I've been through it and I've seen it when you were taken advantage of my business when it comes to our health. I'm leaving you guys with no real good answers other than that there's hope in my eyes, in my mind, there's hope for change in that area because so many physicians are really being burned out by this and they're leaving the industry and it's going to force some type of change, I hope. But more than that, the more demand that you create, the more chances we have of change. Man, I hope this helps somehow. Even if you just identified with it or felt that something, you've gone through something yourselves, I hope that's helpful to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please like, share, and subscribe. I know I always say that, but I mean it. You know, this is like this stuff and share it and subscribe it. And why I want that is because that way I know you like it. <laughs> I like doing this. I like doing this. I like the impact. And I don't have to have a thousand billion eyes on this, you guys. I don't want or need that. Justin and I were just we're just having this conversation. It's not about the amount of eyes that happen to this, these videos, these reels. No, not even a little bit. It's not the volume of eyes. It's the eyes that need to see it. Anything that we could ever do that could be of service is why we're here. There's a joy to doing this. There's just a deep joy in being of service to people and, and being able to help people. And it matters. So... I hope this was helpful. Uh, please comment below and uh, I'll see you next time.